Welcome to another inspiring message by Pastor Roy Evans with North Star Church. Open your Bibles tonight to the book of Proverbs. We're going to do something starting tonight, and I'm going to tell you what we're going to do for the rest of this month on Wednesday nights. We're going to—I'll be talking about it Sunday in church. Help me spread the word, but. This whole month of February on Wednesday nights, we're going to look at the book of Proverbs, and there's 32 facts. I'm going to try to do eight each night, 32 facts that's in the book of Proverbs about being wise, about wisdom. If ever in our Society and ever in my lifetime has wisdom been needed, it's now. It's now. The book of Proverbs is filled with those facts. I challenge you, and I'm going to be challenging our church to do something. And if you want to catch up, it's, it would be very easy to do. But starting tonight or in the morning, in your quiet time, like today is the sixth day of February. Well, every day this month, my morning devotions or my quiet time, I've, uh, I take and I'll read a chapter of Proverbs. There's one for every month or every day of the month. If you've never done that, you will be amazed what will happen in your life. Today I read Proverbs chapter 6. If you want to join in, if you want to read those first six Proverbs and catch up and jump, jump in tomorrow and read Proverbs chapter 7. And listen, do this. When you read it, don't hurry through it. Don't just hurry through your reading. Read, slow down, and let the Holy Spirit speak to you about what you've just read. Why are you doing this, Pastor? Why are you wanting us to study each day a book of Proverbs? And why are you wanting to talk to us this month about, in our Wednesday night Bible studies, why are you wanting to talk to us about wisdom? I want to read something to you, and I'm going to read it from the Living Translation about the first chapter of Proverbs, the first seven verses. These are the Proverbs of Solomon, David's son, king of Israel. That lets us know who's the author. Now remember this. Solomon is David's son and if you'll do a little Bible study, you'll find out that he's the man that God came to and said, what do you want? What do you want? Ask anything and I'll give it to you. And these are the words that this man spoke, and I'll just kind of put it in Oklahoma language. Of all the riches of the world, I choose not 
but God, I ask for your wisdom and your knowledge. And because he asked for God's wisdom and knowledge, there's never, ever since been a man on earth besides Jesus that had the wisdom and knowledge and blessings of Solomon. So listen to these first seven verses of Proverbs. These are the Proverbs of Solomon, David's son, king of Israel. Their purpose is to teach people wisdom. And be disciples or discipline. Wouldn't you tonight, wouldn't you love for God to come to you and say, with all of your education that you can acquire, with all the degrees you can receive through educational facilities and campuses of man, I want to give you godly wisdom. Think about that. The wisdom of the God of this universe. To help them understand the insights of the wise. Their purpose is to teach people to live disciplined and successful lives. Isn't that something? The purpose of Proverbs is to set boundaries in our lives so we'll be successful. Anybody want to be successful? Listen to this. To help them do what is right, just, and fair. These proverbs will give insight to the simple, knowledge and discernment to the young. Can I tell you something that would benefit your children? After you've read the proverb for the day, it wouldn't hurt if you have children still in your home to turn the television off, stop the rush and hustle of the day and say, gather around and read a book of Proverbs to your children each day. Let the wise listen to these Proverbs and become even wiser. Boy, did you hear that? Let those with understanding receive guidance for ex by exploring the meaning of these proverbs and parables, the words of the wise and their riddles. Fear of the Lord is the foundation of true knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and discipline. A fool does not want to receive any wisdom and they do not want to have any boundaries in their life. But these first seven verses of Proverbs tells the purpose of this whole book and what it will do to your life. So 
I encourage you. It will benefit you. It will bless you. It will bless your home. And it will give you some godly insight and wisdom into your everyday lives. But in my study of the book of Proverbs, I made a list of 32 things. I thought, okay, Lord, wisdom. We all want wisdom. We need wisdom in this time we're living in. So I went through the book of Proverbs, and I thought, okay, there's, there's going to be four Wednesday nights. If we can knock out eight a night, we can cover this whole thing in a month. So tonight we're going to try to cover the first four eight. The first one is this. This is what wisdom does for a wise man. Number one, a wise, a wise man hears and increases in learning. A wise man will hear and he will increase in learning. You can find that in Proverbs chapter 1, verse 5. We've already read it, but you, if you want to mark that in your Bible, it's chapter 1, verse 5. That a wise man, he will hear and he will increase in learning. Can I say this to you? And some of you have heard me say this before. When you stop becoming a student, you've, you've gone as far as you'll ever go in any area of your life. See, the Bible says that the Word of God will make the wise man even wiser. That's why I want to encourage you to become a reader of the word. I would also like for you to become a reader of books. And you may say, I hate to read. Well, let me tell you, in the, the, the time that we're living in, you can get books on your smartphone. You, you can lay in bed at night, click your phone, and listen to someone read a book to you. And that wisdom and knowledge will infiltrate you. Don't ever stop being a student. Never. Let me tell you, and I've shared this before in my life, I think with you guys about this, an example of this. Here's what wisdom and knowledge will do to you. Becoming a student will do to you. Years ago when, when I was playing football, the position I played was linebacker. And I had this one year, we, we had this guy, and he was the linebacker coach. And all that man, he, he had great knowledge, but all he did was yell and scream. All he did was yell and scream. The next year, they, we had a whole new defensive coordinator that got hired and came in. And he brought in these different coaches. And this one coach he brought in was a coach of linebackers and defensive ends. You know what that man did? He taught us to become students of the game. He would not yell. He would not pitch a fit. He would take us into the film room. 
and we would watch play after play after play and then he would go up on a board and he would say now Roy in this play you need to go here you need to watch this guard and if this tight end pulls down you need to attack where you're and all of a sudden I began becoming a student of the game of football and you know what it did to me it made me three times a better player I had one guy all he would do is yell and scream but I had another man that taught us to be a student and I found that out in my life that if you ever stop becoming a student in any occupation that you have you've gone as far as you'll ever go a wise man hears and he increases in learning Proverbs chapter 1 verse 5 number 2 a wise man attains wisdom and counsel he receives counsel to help him achieve in life Proverbs chapter 1 once again verse 5 let the wise listen to these proverbs and become even wiser let those with understanding receive what guidance that's what the living translation says so if you want to be wise if you want wisdom to operate in your life do not be a person that will not listen to godly advice given from people of wisdom do not be a person that walks around with this attitude well no one can tell me anything when you do that when you do that let me tell you what you've just marked yourself the Bible says you're a fool if you have the attitude in any area of your life no one's going to tell me how to do you've just identified yourself as a fool find someone in your life that speaks words of encouragement not just words of encouragement and let me rephrase that do not just get someone that's going to tickle your ear but get someone in your life that's going to speak godly counsel which sometimes may be the voice of the spirit speaking through them telling you you know what you need to correct this that's what a wise man does it's quiet everybody here number three a wise man now this sounds kind of weird but I'm going to explain it he speaks dark sayings you'll find that in verse 6 
to understand a proverb and the interpretation, the words of the wise, and their dark sayings. What does that mean, Pastor? Is it people's going to be speaking dark, dark words to us? No. You know what wisdom is to some, some people? Wisdom is so hidden to some people, it's almost dark. I'm going to say that again. Wisdom to some people, because they do not want to listen to it, it's almost walking into a dark room, not knowing where you're going. But the Bible, Proverbs says that a wise man or a wise woman will understand the dark sayings. You know what it will help you do? When you're reading the Bible and Jesus taught in parables and you're reading a parable that Jesus taught, if you'll stop and say, Holy Spirit, will you speak to me and give me the interpretation? Bring the light onto this. You'll become a wise person because you'll, you'll find some nuggets of wisdom that's hidden in the darkness that only very few people will find because very few people will go after it. Number four, a wise man or woman, they inherit, their inheritance is glory. Proverbs chapter 3, listen to this. Verse 35, the wise shall inherit glory, but shame shall be the promotion of fools. Listen to the living translation. A wise man or woman, someone who will receive godly wisdom, they shall, their inheritance or their reward for following wisdom is honor. But now listen to the opposite of this. If you do not want to achieve wisdom in your life and in your family, honor is not going to come to your family. The Bible says, but fools are put to shame. Rather than honor in your life and honor in your marriage, honor in your finances, honor in your family, honor in your children, shame is going to show up. Don't you think we need to listen to wisdom? Amen. Let's keep going. This is a major one. A wise man appreciates correction. A wise man or woman appreciates correction. Go over to Proverbs chapter 9. Go down to verse 8.
reprove not a scorner, lest he hate you. Rebuke a wise man, and he'll love you. Listen to the living translation. Pretty amazing. So don't bother correcting mockers. They'll only hate you. But correct the wise, and they will love you. Listen to me carefully. Let me tell you how you can find out if someone is following after wisdom or if they're a fool. If godly correction makes them angry, they're foolish. But if godly correction, they receive it gladly as from the Lord. You watch them. They'll excel in many, many, many more areas of their life. Did you know that's one problem we're having today? One thing that we're seeing today, no one wants to receive correction. Mom and Dad, let me say something to you here. Let me tell you one of the greatest things you can do as a parent. If your kid comes to you and says, my teacher, my coach, someone at church, they said something and I don't like it, don't immediately jump up and jump down the throat of the teacher, the coach, or someone that's in over authority of your child. Let me tell you the best thing you can do. Tell your child, this is wisdom. Okay, you're going to go with me. We're going to sit down. We're going to look your coach. We're going to look your teacher. We're going to look this person eyeball to eyeball. Now I've heard your side. I'm going to hear their side. And I'm telling you this from experience. When I was in junior high, I had a subject in school and I hated it. And it got to where every night I was complaining. But you know, isn't it amazing who I was complaining to? You know who I would complain to? I'd complain to my mother because my mother flowed in the gift of compassion. But you know who I never said a word to? My daddy. But I messed up one night at the dinner table because my mother baited me. (laughs) 
Guess what happened the next day? I didn't get dropped off at school. I walked down the hall. I'm in junior high school. And your daddy's walking beside you. You know what that did? I was in cold sweats because you know what I knew? My daddy was about to hear the truth. And if my dad and, and if my mom hadn't relayed that to my dad, and my dad and mom had taken sides against that person, guess what? I would have suffered educationally because of it. But guess what it did? Got my little rear end in gear, and guess what I finished the year with? An A. So parents, when your kids come start, well, I just don't, I don't. Because see, a wise man really appreciates correction. And if you want your children to be successful, correct them wisely. Do not teach them to find justification in their mistakes. But teach your children that there's honor, there's blessings in receiving correction. Amen, Pastor. That's, a, that's good. Here's another one, number six. A wise man or a wise woman, once again, they receive instructions. Listen to it. Proverbs chapter 9, verse 9. Give instruction to a wise man, and he'll be yet the wiser. Teach a just man, and he will increase in learning. Amen. You know what? Any of us want to be better? I do. Let me tell you something that, that will benefit us, all of us. Watch who is flowing into your life. And I want to say this with godly compassion. If you hang around fools, all you're going to hear is foolish words. But if you'll uh, surround yourself, here's another thing of wisdom and wise people. If you'll surround yourself with people of integrity, you'll hear words of wisdom. And see, it all depends on if you really and truly are willing to receive instructions. 
And if you're really wanting to excel in life, get around people that's going to speak into your life, that's going to change your life for the better. What are you talking about, Pastor? I'm going to give you a little preview. Sunday, I'm going to, I'm going to teach on something. Have you ever wondered, you know, the, the parable that Jesus was talking about? I was talking to Brother E about this Monday, but there's a parable in the Bible of a master coming and he says to three of his servants, I'm going to be gone for a while. And so I want you to watch over my investments. He gave them, he gave one more, the second one less, and the third one, he only gave him one, one talent. I'm not going, I'm just giving you a highlight of Sunday. But let me tell you what it's about. Wise people receive instructions in every area of their life. And let me tell you something we really need instructions, all of us do, right now in our lives. It's in our finances. Let me tell you why. If someone's not teaching you and giving you instructions on how to be a good steward of your finances then when you have an opportunity to be a part of a blessing, if you hadn't been a good steward, you can't be a part of blessing somebody else. The Bible says one of the benefits of being a wise person, a wise person will receive instructions. And I love, the Word of God is so wonderful. Listen again to what the Word of God says about that wise person. Give instructions to a wise man. And he will yet be wiser. Teach a just man. And he will increase in learning. You know what a just man is? A just man is someone, the best way I can explain it, is someone who never ever wants to stop being a student to God's word. Isn't that amazing? You know what I'm seeing that when we're talking about Ecclesia, the church. And Jesus said that the gates of hell will not prevail against my church. And the church is the Ecclesia. It's a group of people. It's not buildings. You know, I've been teaching that lately. But you know why the gates of hell is prevailing against some people that they do. They love God. But you know why the gates of hell is 
prevailing against some of those people? Because they're not receiving instructions in their lives on how to get better. Think about that. Think about it. Number seven. You know what a wise man will do? And this is because a wise man will teach his children, and guess what happens? Wise children makes happy parents. Watch this. Go to Proverbs chapter 10, verse 1. And I'm going to read this one from the Living Translation. And all you moms and dads, when I read it to you, and all of us grandparents, I want you just for a moment sit and just listen, not the opinion of a, of a man, not the opinion of your pastor, but listen to the wonderful words of the uncompromising Word of God. Listen to this. A wise child brings joy to a father. A wise child brings joy to a father. And it does not matter if that child what gender it does not matter if that child is a boy or a girl but a wise child brings joy to a father but listen to the rest of it a foolish child brings grief to a mother You know one of the hardest things that pastors have to deal with? Two things. When it comes to dealing with kids. If a child starts acting foolish, one of the hardest things for a pastor to do is to calm the dad down so he doesn't kill him. But you know the next hardest thing is trying to minister to the grief of a mom. But let's back up. What causes a wise child and what causes a foolish child? Well, you know, Pastor, you just don't know how your children's going to turn out. Don't you dare listen to that lie. Don't you dare listen to that lie. I told you something tonight at the beginning of this message. If you'll do it, it will make you wiser and it'll make your children wiser. 
if you'll take the time to sit down and you read a book of Proverbs once a day and then sit down with your children and read the word of God to them, it will make them wise. Now let me tell you what. They're still children. And you need the wisdom and I need the wisdom of God to raise godly children. Why not let the word of God help us? Amen. We have a wonderful tool. Why don't we use it? Well, pastor, what happens if my children, you know, they're grown and they're away? What do you, okay. I've been there, done that. You've all heard this. You, you, you know, you heard this story from me, some of you thousands of times. I've been there, done that. Well, what if my children's grown and, and they're not serving God? And, you know, I try. Well, let me tell you what. You never give up on your children. The thing that changed my life and the reason that I'm standing behind this podium tonight is because my dear, sweet mother never, ever gave up on the promise of God over my life. That night when I woke up in my, in my little bedroom and my mother was laying on the floor with her face in the carpet and I heard her say these words, Dear God, dear God, use my boy. You know what that is? That's the godly correction of the Holy Spirit and it'll make a child wise. So don't get upset tonight. Don't, don't any of you go, well, pastor's saying it's too late. I'm telling you, it's not too late. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, receive instructions from the Lord. Receive instructions from the Word of God, and it'll make you wiser, and it'll bring blessings to your home, and your children will be wise. Your children will make you happy, and moms, you will not be grieved. And dads, you won't want to go kill them. <laughs> You know why my mother took so long? Because she was about me complaining about my class in junior high school. Because you know what she was afraid of? That my dad was going to kill me. <laughs> you may get upset with me, but we need some more daddies like that today. Number eight, the last one for tonight. A wise man or a woman provides for their future. A wise man or a woman provides for the future. Proverbs chapter 10, verse 5. I'm going to read it to the, from the Living Translation. I think we can explain it better that way. I mean, the New Living, yes. A wise youth harvests in the summer. But one who sleeps during harvest 
is a disgrace. Let me tell you once again, instructions of finance. It's never too late to start planning for the future. Well, I'm 60 years old and I've never set anything aside. I, I, I don't have a retirement plan. It's never too late to start. Can I teach you something else to start teaching your children? Listen to what the Word says. A wise youth harvests in the summer. Can I start... Can I tell you something that you also need to be teaching your children? To be good stewards and not spend everything they get. Save. Save. But here's the thing. You can't teach it if you're not doing it. Well, Pastor, I, I just, well, that's what we're going to start doing. We're going to start not just throwing out saying, well, you should do this and you should do that. We're going to start teaching and showing how to become wise people. You receive that? Amen. You know why I'm doing this? I said Sunday, we have become a church and we have become a nation of tolerance. And when we're quiet, we're voting consent. We're saying yes. You may say, well, Pastor, you're not supposed to say things like you just said from the pulpit. Are you not? Once again, that's a lie from the devil that's trying to stop the word, the true, uncompromising word of God being spoken in all areas of our life. Last night, whether you like our president or not, he stood up for righteous sake. And it's time that we stop tolerating things in our lives and we start seeking wisdom it's time that we start becoming students again in every area of our life that we become students of our marriage we become students of, our, of being parents and grandparents we become students of how to handle the resources that God has entrusted us with about being a good steward. It's time that we start seeking wisdom to the point that we're following wisdom and it's an everyday happening of our life and it's another one of those generational blessings, blessings that's passed on to generation after generation after generation. So I pray that you'll be here on Wednesday nights because it's going to get better and better. Tonight we've covered eight of the 32 points of wisdom. Have you enjoyed it? Amen. Amen. Stand to your feet.
Father, tonight we give you praise, we give you glory, and we give you honor. And I thank you, Lord, that you have given us instructions, godly instructions about how to live this life. We're not supposed to live this life as slaves. We're not supposed to live this life under bondage. But we're supposed to be the church that the gates of hell is not prevailing against. And so, Lord, tonight we turn back to you. Hallelujah. We're tired of trying to do this. We're tired of trying to figure it out. And we're, we're tired of trying to live this on our own. Lord, thank you. Thank you that we all tonight say, I'm God's little boy, I'm God's little girl. And I willfully open my heart and my spirit to receive instructions from my Father. Thank you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Let me tell you something real quick. Remember, Sunday is we... February is going to be expressions of love. And I told you Sunday about the couple in our church that their, their baby was in a very bad accident and they've got some expense that's going to be occurring in the coming days as, as they travel and, and lodging uh, to take, try to get this baby some help. And uh, I'm not going to tell you tonight, but I'm going to tell you something. God is good. Okay? Now, let me tell you something else. You know, Sunday we showed you that, you know, <clears throat> January, we said, well, January is Missionary Sunday or Missionary Month. And Bob came up and talked to us about Alberto and, and about the churches that we'd built. And some of you came to me and you said, Pastor, let's don't just build one church. And I thought, well, Okay, we'll see. Well, Sunday I showed you that $23,475 had come in. Well, you know what? We didn't write that check Monday. You know what we wrote the check for Monday? I called Bob and I said, all right, Bob. We wrote a check Monday for $25,000. More came in Sunday after we said... 23,475 people just kept giving and so we were able to send to that ministry $25,000 and Bob is saying it's going to build that church it's going to take care of all of his needs and also it's going to enable us to build other churches and listen to this take care of the needs of other pastors isn't that blessings isn't that blessings What we're doing this month, expressions of love, listen to me carefully. There's three people in the Bible, three classes of people that grabs God's attention. Widows, orphans, and poor. And whenever anyone steps out 
to help those three groups of people. This is what the Word of God says. Listen carefully. He that giveth to the poor lendeth to the Lord, and he will repay. This month, as Sunday, we're going to show you. I, I told you last Sunday, you listen to the Lord, you be obedient. Don't, don't let me intimidate you to give in any way. If I have done that, God forgive me. Because if you give under my intimidation, you're giving wrong. You are. But when you hear that there's a family in our church and they've got a little boy and they need some help. And, and, and you know what? They hadn't asked for it. They have not asked for it. But in my prayer about, God, what this is, this is a month of love. And the Lord said, do expressions of love. Well, Lord, how do I do that? Well, you know that family? Yes, sir. Check into it. So we checked into it, and they're going to be traveling. And they're going to have to have some accommodations for them to stay in. And I thought, you know what? That's a burden we can take off that family. And you know what? Some of us can do more than others, and if you don't want to do anything, that's okay. But if the Lord speaks to you about an amount to give, you do it. And I'm going to tell you, this church has already responded in an amazing way Sunday. Sunday, we're going to help somebody else. The third Sunday, we're going to help somebody else. The fourth Sunday, we're going to help somebody else. Hallelujah. You know what we're going to do? We're going to be the church, Echolaisia. We're not going to be contained inside the four walls of this building. We're going to tell people there's a God in heaven that loves you. And we love you also. Sunday, we're going to put up on the screen every penny that has come in for that family. And Monday, we'll write them a check. Won't we, Miss Helen? And we'll give them every penny. See, here's something that we can't do. We can't look and say, well, you know, maybe we ought to keep 10 or 20% of this, you know. That never happens here. And I'm going to tell you something else. It never will happen here. Amen. Yeah. So Sunday's going to be an exciting Sunday. God's doing some amazing things in our church. Incredible things. There's so many things I wish I could share with you that God is doing in the lives of people. It would blow you away. But I love you from the depths of my heart and I'm so honored to be a part of this with you. Invite someone to come with you Sunday. You pray and you ask God. God, what do you want me to do? Let me tell you what we're going to do the third Sunday. 
this second Sunday, I'm going to wait and tell you about that. So, Bob, you and Brad tonight, you be there. But you know what we're going to do thir uh, the third Sunday? Our third Sunday expression of love. And, and if you get tired, sit down, but I'm going to let you go in just a minute. But our third Sunday of our expression of love is going to be an expression of benevolence. Out of strict confidence, I can't and I would never will break that of what this church does every day. And there's people standing in this room that would say, he's telling you the truth. Kathy, is it every day? Miss Helen, Brother E, it's every day. And the third Sunday of this month is going to be our Benevolent Sunday. Well, Pastor, what, what you say benevolence. What are you talking about? Let me tell you what this church has done. This church has paid for funerals that people could not afford. I can't tell you how many times there's been knocks on our doors and, and we've received and, and they're showing us they're cutting our power off today. And these are not bad people. These are good people going through hard times. And so our third Sunday is going to be our expression of love saying, you know what? We love you. Just because you're going through a hard time doesn't mean that God's forgotten you and neither have us. So you know on Wednesday nights, everything that comes in goes in our benevolence. If you want to do something tonight, that's great. But the third Sunday... It's going to be Benevolent Sunday. How does that feel? You like doing that? Amen. I love you. God, see these people home tonight safely. Thank you for divine healing. Thank you for divine provision. Thank you for people who really want to be the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you for joining us. For more information about North Star Church, please visit us at northstarprior.com. If you would like to give tithes or offerings toward any of our special projects, simply text North Star Prior, all one word, to 77977. Thank you so much for listening.